each and every one of you. We're going to the word of the Lord. If you'll follow us to 2 Corinthians, the ninth chapter, and we're going to share from the 15th verse there in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Just want to say thank you to each of you who've come to share with us on this morning. Amen. It's a beautiful time to celebrate the Lord. I heard some people talking about canceling service, but we're here to celebrate our Savior. Amen. That's what we're here for. Amen. We, we celebrate our Savior. He is, as the, as the praise team sang so beautifully on last week, He is the reason for the season. And that, for that reason, we're here to praise, honor, and thank God for Him, to show God that my priority is Him. In the first of the week, I come into His house, into the temple, into the sanctuary to give Him my praise, to give Him the glory, to give Him the honor, because He is first in my life. And I show that by my presence. I show that in my giving. I show that in my forsaking not the fellowship of ourselves together. And for that, we're thankful. Amen. I see all the beautiful Christmas sweaters. And I think we we got Mrs. Claus up here with us this morning. Amen. We praise God. Amen. But we thank God for each of you and coming to be so festive and to celebrate each other on today and to celebrate God together. Amen. With family and friends. Again, we're going to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And we'll be looking at the 15th verse. We'll just be sharing this one verse on this morning. And the word there in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, let me get the right version this morning. Because we'll be coming from, we'll be reading this verse from the King James Version. In 2 Corinthians 9 and 15, simply says, Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. I think you can say that with me. Say, thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift. I don't think we have to say what that gift is, but I think we all know it's his son, Jesus. I often say about this gift, the thing about the beauty of this gift is that God gave us the only thing that he had one of. He gave us his only begotten son. Just imagine sacrificing your only child, the one that you prayed for, the one that you hoped for, the one that you, you struggled for, the one that, that kept you up, the one you desired. Because when you have one, you probably desired that child for a while. Some people struggle even to have children, but to struggle and to have one and to sacrifice that one, it, it, it's, it, it's powerful and it shows God's expression of love towards us. And Christ's love for us in dying for us. And for that, that's why we celebrate. That's why we're thankful because he opened the doors for hope, of hope for us when he gave his only son. I want to share for you from the thought we're, we're continuing our series, The Season of Giving. And today I want to talk about the perfect gift. I want to talk about the perfect gift. I think there are a few attributes of the perfect gift that I want to talk about today. And the first attribute that I want to talk about about a perfect gift is that it is personal. Somebody say personal. Personal means that when they say that it, was, it is the thought that counts, when they give a personal gift that is suited just for you, that's part of the thinking. Anybody can go out and get you a get you a fruitcake 
and just buy a bunch of fruitcakes and pass them out as gifts. Uh, that's not necessarily a personal gift. A personal gift is something that is especially suited just for you. Somebody say, just for me. And the pers- people who know you best are in the best position to give you a personal gift. Many of you, you've owned the workplace, and they have their little Santa giveaways, and then they have these secret Santas and all these things where they give gifts and blessings, but a lot of them don't really know you as well. And sometimes they give you gifts that don't really suit you. And if we're honest about it, sometimes you take that gift and you give it to somebody else. Oh, boy, that, that, that hit something right there. <laughs> that hit something. Because that gift is not particularly suited for you. It wasn't necessarily personal because a lot of them don't know you as much on that personal level. But when you have a personal gift, it comes from somebody who has relationship with you. And the more relationship they have, not only can they give you something personal that you may have thought of for yourself, but they may actually give you something that you didn't think of that you need. I'm talking about a personal gift, somebody who knows you, somebody who appreciates you. Thank God for Sister Dita walking, coming. Well, she came in today. I mean, praise God for her. Amen. But God can give you a a personal gift, or someone gives you a personal gift, it suits your particular taste. And some of you are more particular than others. It may be difficult to find a gift that suits you unless you have a relationship with that person. And there are some some gifts that might be expensive, but if they're not personal, then they might not, it may not help you. If If I need a if there's no sense in me putting an expensive Fabergé egg on my $50 Walmart table in my dining room, come on, help me. It's expensive, but it's not personal. It doesn't necessarily suit me or suit my needs. Uh, somebody, if you are a size 6 and they give you a size 14 dress, it doesn't matter how expensive it is. It's not going to fit you. It's not personal enough, even though it might be expensive, because it does not fit you. The beautiful thing about God's gift of salvation is it's personal, and it fits every single one of us. When God gave his his gift of salvation, it's personal because it suits us, it fits us, and even when we didn't want it, God knew we needed it. Now, I'm talking about a personal gift, that he gives us something that we need, and he knew us well enough that even when we didn't know to ask for it, come on, y'all, he gave us something that we needed even when we didn't know how to ask. That's what a personal gift is. And when somebody gives you a personal gift, it's a, it connects with your spirit. Sometimes, has everybody, anybody ever received a gift and it just made you cry a little bit? It it has a connection with who you are. It it connects with you on a special level. One of the gifts that I still cherish today is that when I was young, I was was about 15, 16 years old, and I had seen that I was kind of heading towards loving the ministry. I, I I hadn't declared I was a preacher or anything yet. 
but uh, you all know how grandma is. Grandma got me a personalized Bible. And one of the gifts that I cherish today is that Bible because I preach so much out of that Bible and it was so personal. It's not something that I would have even thought to ask for, but it was something that I needed because she understood on a personal level not only who I was, but where I was going. And because it was so personal, when I think about it, I keep it in my office, it suits exactly who I am. And each of you, you have a gift just like that. That, meets, that touches you on a special level, that means more to you, you never give it away because it was so personal. The other thing about the perfect gift is not only is it personal, it is precious. And by precious, it's difficult to be duplicated. It's, it's difficult to find a replacement for that gift. I know my wife has a precious gift. She has some china from, from her grandmother, and that, that china is precious. And the reason that it's precious is because her grandmother's no longer with us. You can't replace that gift. No, you, can't, you can't duplicate. You can't go to Walmart and trade that in for something that means the same because it's precious. And, and when you really give somebody a personal and a precious gift. It means so much to them that it cannot be replaced. You can't just go get another one. And I want you to, I'm going to say this on two levels. God gave us a precious gift in his son. It cannot be duplicated. It cannot be replicated. It cannot be replaced. You can't cash it in and get the right value for it because it is too precious. But just like God gave us a precious gift in his son, God created you and you are a precious gift. Someone say that with me. Say, I'm a precious gift. That means you got to be careful how other people handle you. But you also got to be careful how you handle yourself. Because I am a precious gift. And I'm a precious gift that has been purchased by God. I don't belong to myself. God thought enough of me to purchase me, and, I, and I'm precious in his sight. I'm his precious creation. So that, there, that means there are certain things that I don't do with myself because I'm precious. There are certain places I don't go because I'm precious. There are certain ways that I treat myself and that I allow myself to be treated by others because God created me, and I'm precious. You can't take me to Walmart and trade me in for another me. <laughs> you can't do that. And, and, and in case, I, I'm trying to remind you of that because you have to understand there's a certain level of treatment that you deserve because God created you to be precious. You cannot be duplicated. You cannot be replicated. God created only one of you. And so, in understanding God's precious gift, I understand the precious gift that God put in me because we have this treasure in earthen vessels. The glory of God might not be of us, but it's in us. There's something precious in me. And I have to preserve that which is precious on the inside. I don't treat myself any kind of way because I'm purchased by God and I'm precious. I have value on the inside and I have to be reminded of that every day. 
because I don't allow myself to fall into certain situations because I am precious. We are royal priesthood, a holy nation. We've been called out of the darkness into God's marvelous light. One of the things that makes a gift important, that makes a gift perfect, is that it is also precious. Final thing I want to tell you, not only was God's gift personal, not only was God's gift precious, but the last thing I want to tell you is God's gift was powerful. God gave us a powerful gift. Don't, don't get it twisted. What God has given us and what God has put on the inside of us, it is powerful. That's why you have to handle it with care. Understand that you're precious. Handle it with care because what God gave me, it's, it's powerful. Somebody said that we would say, what God gave me, it's powerful. It's, it's powerful. And, and, and the word says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall, I wish y'all were here with me, not those who are named elder, not those who are named pastor, not those who are named minister, but these signs follow them that believe. Do I have any believers out there? I said, do I have, raise your hand. Are you a believer? If if you're a believer, it said these signs follow them that believe. That means because you believe, God puts something powerful. He puts something powerful on the inside of you. You got to be careful what you say. (laughs) You got to be careful what you say because because you're, you're, you're... you're powerful. You got to be careful how you handle yourself because, because you are you, you, you're powerful. My wife has this little car she has now that she drives around. You got to be careful. There's a couple modes on it. You, you click the wrong mode and press that accelerator too fast, Brother Ken. You'll be passing people and don't realize how fast you're going because it, it, it's, it's powerful. What I'm saying is that you have power on the inside of you, and if you don't watch yourself, you'll be going faster than you realize. You'll be doing something that you don't understand, operating in areas that you didn't know you had the power to do, because what is in you is powerful. That's why I need to be careful what I say, (laughs) because my words are are, are powerful. (laughs) I need to be careful even what I think. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so, so is he. I, I, I got to be careful how I speak over my circumstances. Because I have the power to speak those things that are not as though they were. I, I have to be careful how I speak using my faith. Because if I have faith the size of a grain of mustard seed, I can speak to yonder's mountain, be thou removed, and, and be cast into the sea. And I will have that which I ask. I have to be careful because I'm powerful. But it also works in the opposite direction. I can't get up in the morning and say I'm going to have a bad day because my words are powerful. I I can't get up and and look in the mirror and say I'm alone and nobody's there with me because my words are are, are powerful. So that means I need to preserve my words to declare those things that line up with what God told me. Oh, let me say that again. I I need to be careful with my words. That's why I have to read God's word to know what God desires for my own life. I need to make sure the words that I speak line up with what God has already told me. 
God said, you are healed. He said, by his stripes, we were healed. That means it was, it's already done. My God shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory. But that means not only is God in control of the riches, he's also in control of the need. I wish you would get that right there. That means he doesn't always have to release the riches because he also controls the need. So that means he controls how much I need. I, I, that means I can't, I, I, I can't just be destitute and in lack because God controls my need. And how does he control my need? It says, my God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able? He's not going to put too much need upon me if I cannot handle it because he controls access to my stores. That means I have to be careful. My, my God is in control, and because he's in control, I need to talk like he's in control. The conversations that I have with others and the conversations that I have with myself ought to exemplify that God is in control. That means I don't always know what's going to happen next, but I know who holds tomorrow. Uh, I wish I had a witness out here. And I know he holds my hand. So I'm not going to talk like I'm in despair because I know in everything I ought to give thanks. Because this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning me. And the reason I can give thanks no matter what this trial looks like is because God is in control. God's in control. God's in control. And because he's in control, that means he controls my environment. He controls my atmosphere. And even when I can't see it, God is yet there. He, and remember this. He never said it'd be easy. But he said, I'll be with you. He didn't say it'd be easy, but he said, I, I'll be with you. And no matter how alone you feel right now, in your trial, in your circumstance, in your test, I want you to know that God is with you. God is with you. Point at somebody and say, God is with you. And Jesus came as a reminder of that. Jesus came as a reminder of that. Because what did they call him? They called him Emmanuel. Emmanuel. And what does Emmanuel mean? God with us. God with us. I'm not by myself in this situation. But whatever I'm going through right now, I know that God is with us. Can you stand and give God some praise on this morning? Hallelujah. Give God some praise on this morning. Lord, can you pray with us, Heavenly Father? Lord, we thank you for your reminder through your word that, Lord, you have given us an unspeakable gift. You've given us a precious gift, the a perfect gift that was personal to us, Lord, that is precious to us and that is powerful working through us. And Lord, no matter how we feel and what we feel in our situation, even in this moment, let us be reminded that you sent also your son not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Lord, you literally during this season, we celebrate you us, you sending us salvation. And Lord, we thank you right now for salvation. Lord, we thank you for eternal life. 
And Lord Jesus came and he said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Lord, we praise you right now for that abundant life. Even when we don't feel like we're walking in it. Lord, we thank you that you made abundant life available for every one of us. Lord, let us grab hold to the gift that we have in you. And let us be reminded of the gift that you put in us. Lord, that we might be a light, that we might be a shining example, Lord, even in this season, that the world might see you through us and ask, what must I do to be saved? And Lord, we praise you for all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, put those hands together and give God some praise. For those of you who've been watching on us online, we pray that you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And we pray that you are reminded that Jesus' name is Emmanuel. That means he's with you in every situation. Be blessed. I hope and pray that each of you were touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by Give a Fire. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the two line. And in the four line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple, Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.